Hello, welcome to our podcast, How to Stay Married So Far. Welcome on iTunes or on YouTube, wherever you are. Um, episode like 67 or something. Is it? We've done so many topics. Yeah. Bloody hell, we've spent 67 half hours, 33 hours. Something no. like that. Maybe What's half of 67? Double six. Anyway. Um, How to Stay Mathematical <laughs> So Far. Talking in detail about, about shit. Difficult Which seems things. to have resonated with so many of you. So if you like our um, podcast, please give us as many stars as you feel you can. Please leave little comments because then we insta-story them on our Instagram account. Please, if you fancy seeing us in full lurid colour, watch us on YouTube. Um, and if you're watching us on YouTube, maybe you want to listen to some of this when you're on the tube. So um, yeah, how to stay married so far. It's never easy getting to sitting in front of these cameras on podcast day. I'm beginning to dread these days behind the scenes because Nadia goes a bit weird. And what happened today was she went a bit weird and she went a bit weird in the way that she used to go really weird when you were really in the fog of war, which is the menopause. Yeah, we thought it'd be a good one to talk about because we haven't because done it. We couldn't believe we hadn't done it. We, we had an old argument about it, didn't we? And then we went, I'm sure we've spoken about it. Yeah. Maybe we've brought it up in other subjects. Yeah. But I think I think it'd be really good because I'm hugely proud of Loose Women as being the first programme to talk about the menopause. For literally four years, it was banned. And now everyone's why talking about the menopause. Why is that? Can I just ask why? Well, oh my God. That's a whole story, isn't it? Because women are seen at that point as... That's that dog being laid. It's unsavoury. It's. I think there's so many reasons why menopause isn't. I think because men are in charge and we don't I, I, no, hear no, no, about menopause. No, but I'll tell you why I'm surprised it's not talked about. Because I, you know, society, patriarchal society, for many, many years now, has had a vested interest in finding countless reasons to dismiss female issues or emotions. You know, the, the classic characterised as hysterical. It's her time of the month. This is why they behave oddly, it's hormonal, no, 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 no. There's never a justification to what women are feeling generally societally, is there? There's always an excuse or a reason or a cause. or not. And I'd have thought that the menopause would have entered sort of public de debate and discussion on, in the terms of women are uncontrollable and mad and it's all a bloody nightmare. But no one talks about it. I mean, I've never heard a man talk about it. I mean, I suppose I've never known men who've gone through it with their to wives. To be honest, I think a lot of times, I think... Because it, it's not spoken about in the way that, say, premenstrual touch mm. and other hormonal things are, I think a lot of times people don't realise that what's happening in their marriage right. is the menopause. Right. Um, and they'll attribute it to all kinds of other things. Yeah. And what was the first signs that we had that you were going through the menopause? What's it? It's called perimenopausal. I thought perimenopausal was a form of periperi chicken. I thought it was like peri. I thought it was like spicy menopausal. She's our 16-year-old daughter just walking She's past She's just decided there. it's probably at that she walks out. Um, well, you know, the thing Why is, is Perry? I pride myself in being, you know, up on female things. That's my thing. I'm yeah, I mean, very you used to have a moon cup, for I'm example. A very, I'm a woman's woman. I had a moon cup, you know. The blood of the period is the blood of life. I once life, pulled it out know. and said, what's this? Oh. What? No, out of your bag. Oh, right. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Sorry, the out of her bag. So awful. Out of her bag. 
out of your bag. So, um... <laughs> so you like to think you're across all this stuff because you're a bit of a hippie chick, aren't you? You're in touch with the hor your hormones, you're in touch with the lunar movements and all that sort of stuff. But I just didn't know anything about the menopause. I'd never heard anyone speak about it. I'd heard about oh, the change and all of that. And... But the change said in a negative way, and we'll get we'll get to that because I think that because this does have a happy ending. That's what I would say. If you're an really struggling, ending. a happy ending. If you're really struggling with mm. your menopause, stay till the end of this podcast because there is a happy ending to it, and I'll talk about why I have reclaimed the whole thing of the change as not a negative thing but a positive thing. To answer your question about why I think men haven't wanted. It, don't want to hear it, but I think partly that's because, I mean, in the old days, you would die around the time of your menopause, mm. wouldn't you? 40, mm. late 30s, you'd had your children, you were finished with, what more, what use, what other use did you have? Yes. So. But, yeah, no, absolutely. And I, but I, I wonder do... if in some sort of primal way that was, that's still, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think that everybody needs to think about it more because I think women are living longer, living longer, and they're often women that are, you know, women are in a position. Then, I mean, really, they're a consumer's dream. Men are postmenopausal women. Why? Well, you've got more money than a premenstrual woman, haven't you? Hopefully, <laughs> have you? You want to buy more things? But here's, the, here's the thing. I suppose the thing about the menopause was the menopause for you as a woman getting closer to the menopausal moment, was it always something that happened to someone else? I just never thought about it. You never I, thought about it? I mean, I just literally didn't think about it. You didn't think about your last period? You didn't think no. about, oh my God, I'm getting to the end of things? Your no, I, I really, more... I just didn't. I thought, oh, well, at some point my periods will stop and that'll be my menopause and that's it. God, how absolutely, I mean, how ignorant, naive, stupid that was. So... First of all, what happened with me was the first sign, the first symptom, but I had no idea it was anything to do with the menopause, was that I went, I started to feel very, very dark. Mm. I'd wake up at four o'clock in the morning, I would feel petrified, I felt empty, I felt pointless. God, I've been feeling that and ever it, since I was 16. Yeah, and there was a dark cloud, honestly, that, that came over me. The next symptom, and I don't know what the time scale was on this, was my periods became erratic, and then they became horrendous, where I, I just could hardly go out, I was bleeding so mm. much, all the time. And it would stop, and then it would start, and it would just be gushing, and uh, I mean, I know people that have had to sit in the bath. Really? Yeah, go to sleep in the bath, because it's just the Bloody bleeding hell. is so horrendous. With that then came the real tiredness, and the irritability, and utter exhaustion, rather like, when you're first pregnant. And the reason I'm saying all these symptoms, telling you all these symptoms, is because they're very frightening when they come. The other thing is terrible memory lapse. So for the first, really at the beginning of my menopause, I thought I was having early onset dementia. And mm. I know that a I lot that. of women talk about this. Also, you have to be very careful because apparently a lot of women, no, some people that may have early onset dementia are now putting it down to the menopause. So it's just best to see right. a doctor who. Right. I started to get a bit of the sweats thing, but 
well I'll come to that because I'll come to treatment but basically those were all the symptoms and they were all very frightening I did think I was dying with the bleeding I thought that I had either ovarian cancer or womb cancer mm. and all this stuff I was keeping to myself so mm. you know it's just like literally oh my god the floor is well, coming you were keeping out it to yourself me. you were keeping it to yourself but you weren't keeping it to yourself because of course you don't you can't keep all that to yourself yeah. and it not seep out. no no I meant the fear of the de- I mean obviously later we spoke about the de- dementia and cancer I wasn't telling you at the beginning no no no, no absolutely that to myself for a long time. I mean, I think I was, I, I have to confess, I think I thought the menopause was something that would happen to other couples. I never even, again, I suppose I, because I, I don't think about our age difference, because we're so sort of essentially young at heart in our sort of outlook, we're very childish about so many things. I think a huge part of our relationship, I, I just never even courted the idea that getting, you know, the getting old thing. And I think it must take lots of couples by surprise that suddenly you're passing a milestone that is a, clearly earmarks the fact that you're getting into a latter stage of life and your relationship and all that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, the obvious thing, the more obvious things, I guess, and I don't know if this is the case with all men, and I presume it is, I mean, I don't talk to other men about it, I haven't spoken to other men about it, but was most of the behavioural tics that I was seeing or experiencing or sensing in you weren't entirely dissimilar to your time of the month, weren't entirely dissimilar to you know, the sort of hormonal hell, for want of a better expression, that you'd go through, you know, after having a baby and all that kind of stuff, you know. So we'd been through, you know, a lot of those moments. We'd been through miscarriages, you know. So there'd been lots of hormonal highs and lows that your body had gone through, remarkably, your body. And so it felt like just another, if you were looking at like a stock market chart of the markets going up and down like that, this was just another sort of, (laughs) another jagged blip up. But then what crept into it was, I think, a fundamental shift in sexual appetite and then a fundamental shift in sudden and quite frightening eruptions of unexpected and seemingly irreversible rage rage yeah. about not and it's not as simple as to say it's about the tiniest things because it's like this you know the idea is that you go through menopause and then a woman finds all the things that she was normally going through suddenly intolerable people who are going through the menopause and i guess relationships are also going through all the highs and lows of that relationship too so there were still there were still problems in our relationship we were still encountering them mm-hmm. but when we hit road road bumps or bumps in the road oh my god it was like no other time in our relationship. It was like where we would have survived or got through one, one sort of row. It felt like every single time we hit, we hit a bump in the road, this was the end of everything. And I remember feeling I, I very frightened. I just you. No, I, I know. just like, yeah. I just, it was almost like... I hated I you. I couldn't, I th- this is what happens. The estrogen drops. This is a perfect way in a way to describe what happens. So in a really simplistic way, so the oestrogen drops, drops, which is the nurturing, caring sort of hormone, you're in a blind panic about your life and about your imminent death. Mm. And to give this as an example, so before menopause, somebody go, oh, I really want a sandwich. Right. They're going to say something else. And you would jump up and you go, oh, let me make a sandwich because you'd want to. I'd want to make this sandwich. Mm. And then our post-menopause, it's like, make your own bloody self. <laughs> right. And that was very confusing to mm. me. It was like, it's almost like those, the, the, the mothering side of me, just that has always been there naturally, just when I felt like I didn't have the capacity mm. to look after myself 
So looking after anybody else, and it wasn't their fault because nothing had changed for them, but I just didn't want to do the stuff I'd done before because I just, I just couldn't. I mean, functioning mm. on a daily basis was hard enough. And so I just got very enraged. When I say I hate you, I didn't mean that I hate you all the time. I had times where I really hated you, where I just thought, I can't do me and you. I can't look after myself and look after you. I just can't, emotionally, I just can't do it. And we've spoken a lot in these podcasts about me being a rescuer and all of that. And I am a rescuer and, and you know, it is a problem that I have. I rescue because I'm trying to distract from my own stuff. That's what, I, that's what a rescuer mm. is. A rescuer is somebody that's avoiding their own shit mm. by mm. looking after somebody else. And um, so that was really hard that I couldn't do that anymore. And so, but, but nobody knew I'd changed. So they were wanting the same, but I just mm. couldn't do it. So I just, like, ah. I just wanted, I, it, was almost like, it was almost like I just needed to go away to another island. Apparently men now really fear the menopause because, because so many women just want, the end of the relationship menopause comes and they just can't cope with the well i mean my jo my jokey phrase for it is always men on pause because you are put on pause in the bedroom you are put on pause emotionally you are put on pause in all, all the regards and i don't mean that in a i don't mean that in a really sort of disparaging way i mean it, it you know for other men or for women watching this who have partners and who they love and they're concerned about and perhaps they're going to go through it or are going through the menopause um you know it, i think i think men have to really gird their loins quite literally <laughs> and recognize that you are going to enter for want of a better expression turbulence and and it is an incredibly turbulent time i mean i suppose you know the open end there was never a point where it felt like ah oh, we're dealing we are in a menopausal relationship and I, I think the thing that i found really difficult to deal with was there'd be moments eruptions of insanity and then it would be the calm of the ocean afterwards for seemingly weeks and things would be back to normal and things would be fine. And then there would be the eruption of sheer insanity or the slightest thing would, would send you into an absolute tailspin of not just fury, but I mean, God almighty, you've never seen anything like it. I mean, and we have, we've talked before on podcasts where, you know, I did think this is, this is not gonna happen. And I remember my absolute, I remember standing in one hot doorway at one point when a row was happening and you were using a logic in the row that was so illogical. And I thought, there's no way we can pull her back from this. She's, she's steadfastly taking this ship over the waterfall mm. and nothing I say, because it's me saying it, is gonna prevent this. I am the enemy. I am the problem, to quote Breaking Bad. I am the man. Who knocks well, at the door. well, at one point in my life with this, I, I was blowing up like that at all kinds of people. It wasn't just you. Just, just all tolerance had gone out of the window. Absolutely. It's like premenstrual tension, but a million times worse. But, but, but it is worse because you've also got this real fear, this darkness that just comes in and it, you feel a bit panicked. And you, well, you feel very panicked. I think I started to get, I think I had a few like mini panic attacks, which just so wasn't like, it's just like, it's just like you've been invaded by an alien. That's what it's like. But it's... the weird thing was, is that it did feel a little bit like that today. And it's funny, there'll be moments where I can, I can reach back to how it felt in that period, where there's a certain sort of irrationality around the edges of what's going on. Everyone believes they're right and around. Everyone believes, you know, and everyone makes mistakes and around and all that. But there can come a point where a certain logic not autistic logic, not male logic, not just emotional logic. Psh, goodbye, mate, you're out the window. And at those points, 
I genuinely, genuinely feel absolute fear in the face of femininity. Because mm. I think, oh my Christ, because, you know, you know, if I think back to my childhood, and we've talked in another podcast about my nan's aggression and what have you, you know, clearly she was in the menopause when I was a toddler. You know, my mum has been on HRT most of her life, but she was, a, you know, there were periods in her life where she was deeply irrational and violent and aggressive and all these kinds of things. And, you know, I think it's very, that's our daughter singing in the background, by the way. I think it's very, it's a very troubling time for a bloke, especially if you're a bloke who, who wants, you know, you consider yourself feminist and, and you're, not, you're not sort of like one of those guys going, oh, well, it's all women and they're bloody gone. I mean, I'd imagine, is the menopause the reason so many relationships do hit the skids at that point in yeah, people's lives? I think so. I think you get really tired, you get weary. I just had such weariness. It was just like, oh God, I don't like myself. I feel horrible. I feel really unattractive. I'm fatter than I was. My hair's whiter than it was. My collagen is just disappearing. Like, you just feel really, really unattractive. Mm. And, and that's quite quick. And so that, that, and that really does affect, and you, you know, your joie de, my joie de vie, just sort of, I've always been a joie de vie person and it just sort of, it just was diminishing. And you do, you think, God, you know what? Maybe it would just be easier for me to just be on my own and not having to think mm. about how horrible I am or how dark I am or what's the point of me? What's the point of me? What's the point of me? You know, that's what it felt like. And so if you're um, feeling that and then I'm feeling, I wish this woman would just fucking run for the hills because it's, it's yeah. intolerable what's going on It's here. when you get close to divorce. That's why so many people, I think, at our stage in a marriage get divorced because, and people look at them and think, well, why did they get divorced then? They've yes. been together all that time. But I think you just get to the point where you think, I can't argue, I can't justify, I can't. It's a very weird, very weird. But I remember you saying at one point, yes, you are a rescuer and all of that, but I do think there is a contingent part of being any wife slash mother within a family is that you are, whether, whether it's biologically determined or whatever, I don't want to get into the, that sort of can of worms, but there is the carer in mm. the mother and there's the sort of, you know, there's the care, I'm a caring dad. But, you know, we, we by and large, we yes. societally kind of split yeah. men and women into those camps. And I remember you, you talking a lot about the fact that you just had the capacity to care in that maternal sort of way that you care for everyone. You just had enough. I mean, that was the thing you were feeling a lack of. You just couldn't be asked. No. Well, and that's the shock. And I think that's the thing that's important for other people to hear, for blokes to hear is that it's not that that necessarily comes back fully in the same way it just shifts and 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 it is a period of time that will change you know you, would you say you've got back to that or do you think do you think when you've gone through the menopause you've irre irreversibly shifted and changed but you've got it's like i said i remember saying to our friend rachel my homeopath so but now but what i don't understand is now i've now i'm postmenopausal. does mm. she said yeah but you've gone through the door and the door is closed what does you're that in mean? the next part. What's the next part? It's not like, oh, you go through your menopause and then you're back to yourself. This no. is the next stage. What is the next stage? Well, towards death. No, no, I'm joking, I'm joking. No, but it's in the next... Well, okay, well, let's talk more about the positive thing now, because side of this. How I changed things, how things got better, was I... I started to embrace it rather than try and push it away. The fact, I mean, a lot, some of the books that I read and some of the articles that I read were really important to me because 
they talk about, because like, say for instance your memory, when your memory is getting worse and worse, they say, you know, maybe you just need to be trying to remember less things, mm. you know, do less things. Oh, really, I feel really menopausal as I'm talking about this. I don't feel like I'm making any sense to No, you are, totally. I'm not being very articulate. It's really annoying. You are, you But are. anyway, so I decided to take a multi-prong attack, which mm. was to look at how I ate, eat more menopausal-friendly foods. Um, go to my homeopath regularly every month. So I would book it one month and then go, that would be like if you're getting HRT, because I didn't want to take HRT. I, mm. I, was, I mean, I think HRT is fine, but for some, me, yeah. I just didn't want to get into that yeah, yeah. thing. I was nervous of it. Um, and to, I, it sounds really wanky, but I, I did for the get into meditation and that helped me from, that stopped me from going mad because it does make you just slow down a bit. Um, and my whole life I'd wanted to meditate and I always said, well, I can't, I can't, I can't stop my mind thinking, I can't mm. empty my mind. But that's where we're so wrong. That isn't what you have to do with meditation. So I really advise people. I started with a timer, uh, something called the Insight Timer. It's free on, um, it's just an app. And I just did that every day. Uh, I used homeopathy regularly every month. And I also just accepted that I was changing and that that's okay and you don't have to be a lush, fertile, gorgeous, nubile thing the whole time. You have to accept acceptance. And acceptance, I think, is something that even, and I'll be, I will be honest here, I mean, I think even as an incredibly liberal-minded, well-meaning man, I struggled in the intimacy area with the change in libido and the change in appetite. And I know that that created real problems for us because, you know, we, there, there, were, there was not conflict, but there was, I clearly wanted something that you didn't want. And, and I had to shift essentially my, um, I hate to use the word urges, it makes you sound animal, but you know, my, my desires or my passion and all that kind of stuff. I really felt I had to, it's the, it's, the, it's the most major part of my life was during you going through the menopause where I had to clip my natural tendencies or try and control them. And him, the, fate, I failed miserably many times. And I know that we'd have rounds where you'd think I was like, I was in a mood because we weren't having sex and da, 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 da. And those things did creep in. So, you know, but I think it's, it's important that people hear that because that is a major contingent of, relate, of mm. relationships. That's a major contingent of what the problem becomes mm. in those relationships. And, and obviously a, I'm very wary about talking about yeah, this. Yeah, no, and I don't want to talk in children, great detail about it. So that, I no. won't go into any more detail than you have. But yes, it is a massive thing. And, and, and I think, you know, if you're a man listening to this, I would say... It is difficult for you, it is really difficult for you, but you cannot imagine how ghastly we feel, how lost we feel, how... You don't have anything as men that shows you so clearly that you're coming to the end of something. Mm. And it's the weirdest thing, you know, we've got two children and you've got four and we very, very blessed. But there is something about when that stops and there is no more. You know, I, I said the other day and everyone laughed, I said, I get jealous now when I hear people talking about their periods. You know, there's something, you get 
to the end of something, a door closes and men just don't ever have anything like that where the door just closes and you are just clearly moving towards the end of something. And it's very, very difficult. You know, we'd be walking along and there'd be a pregnant woman and I'd find this, and this is crazy because I've got children, but I would just find this, this irrational jealousy would come through me. Not now, I'm through that. And then we all might be walking along, chatting away, and nobody in our group, nobody in the family knows that I'm going through this whole horrendous thing in my head. That's an end, you know, I'm dried up, I'm this, all these awful things come to you and that I'm, I'm moving towards the end of my life. I've gone through mm. one whole thing. So it is awful for men, but I think the only way through it as a couple is and this is going to sound difficult, but this is proper advice, is you have to be more selfless, man. Mm. You have to be kinder. Because to be angrier, to not listen, to not want to know, will only make it worse. It will only oh, no, make no. everything worse. Oh, no, absolutely. So it's like everything else in a marriage, the only thing is communication. Now, I get that that's really easy to say. And for you, you know, I know I was a fucking nightmare. But I, I remember once screaming at you and you went, oh, I don't know what the menopause are. I remember saying to you, why don't you Google it? Mm. Because you hadn't Googled it. Mm. You hadn't done the simple thing of saying, and we're through all this now, but I'm saying this as advice to other men. Google it. Mm. Have a look around. Read some other stories of what this means. And you will know some of what your wife or your partner is going through. And it's fucking horrible. It's really, really... So then when you, when you understand that actually she's very frightened, she's feeling very alone, she feels this terrible end of something, you will feel empathy and you will want to do everything to make that better. And whatever that needs, if you love her, that's what you will do. And well, and, that, and I agree. And I mean, I think I, we found out the bumpy way and we found out the, the difficult way as anyone can. And that's the purpose, I guess, of these podcasts, isn't it? to share our own experiences and then perhaps for other people to learn from them. I mean, yeah, you know, we went through all that stuff of you resenting me and you resenting me wanting whatever I wanted and, you know, and, and, and me feeling like you'd, you'd have preferred me to go off with someone else just to get me out the way and all that kind of stuff. And that, I, I remember feeling so grief stricken at that period that something was going and I'm forget the sex element of it I'm talking about the pain you know I just felt grief stricken truly grief stricken um, but you're right it's all about acceptance fundamentally it's all about acceptance see you so darling my dad daughter's are going have fun with the shoes bye darling love you sorry if you're listening on iTunes for the first time we don't oh that's her going we don't do this in a studio so we no. do have all real it's life sounds it's in a real family house because we don't edit it so, so now Maddie's gone I can really say what I mean no I'm joking um, but I do remember feeling really heartbroken and, and, and I do think that what I'd like to sort of say here just a little bit is, is that the S-E-X thing isn't always... People can spell no, that, no, including no. our children. No, no, but it's not... And all... including any blooming newspapers. But it's also not always about just that. It's not about it. It's about... It's an emo... Obviously, for everyone, it's an emotional thing. Well, it's an emotionally complicated men thing. And so see sex as love. If a man is... Not entirely. Not entirely. Well, no, but a, lot, a man can't feel loved without sex, whereas a woman can. Well, yeah, I mean, but at the end of the day, when there's that feeling that actually one has to step outside of the relationship, 
in that, and, and it seems to have been sort of ring fenced by the woman going through through what she's going through. There's a feeling that like, okay, ballast in the relationships having to be cut dry and let loose and thrown away, I get that. And when that ballast goes, it's, yeah, it's one, it's one symptom of affection and love and passion between each other, but it's quite a major one. It's the, for me, I always say it's the distinction again, between being a friend and being is, a partner. What I would say is the way to go, rather like when somebody's just had a baby and they're totally exhausted mm. and they've got a baby sucking on Absolutely. their nipple all day and then they've got a toddler that you're just giving, you're giving out love, giving mm. out love, giving out, wiping asses, cleaning houses, making the dinner, da, da, da. And then your husband, you know, quite rightly feels excluded from that and you know and shouldn't feel bad about that should mm. you know and and shouldn't feel bad about that but the fact still remains you're in two different places Absolutely. emotionally and i i liken the menopause a bit to that mm. is that you are you're so at sea it's like the rug's been taken from under your t under your feet you feel the ugliest you've ever felt you feel so exhausted just like you do when you've had a baby yeah. your body doesn't feel like your body it feels like it feels like you've just it's just so different. Your body yeah. just feels so different. And it's very similar to that. And rather like when you're, when, when a woman has their baby or have their children, it's a similar another yeah. phase. It doesn't mean that it's any easier for the partner, but that is the reason. But men, I think too often want to say, oh, but you don't love me anymore and you don't like me. And we're not necessarily talking about you. This is talking mm. about to friends of mine as well. And actually what they need to do is look and say, you, the woman is actually having a lot of problem loving mm. themselves. Mm. That, and that's often where the disconnect is. Mm. It's like, you don't love me. No, I don't love myself. I don't yeah. even like myself. I'm being fucking horrible. I'm raging around like a mania. I feel disgusting. I'm losing my hair. I'm, you know, my face is dropping by the minute. I don't feel particularly gorgeous. Mm. And my womb is drying up. Yeah. You know, so all those things have a big effect. You know what? I wish I'd watched this when we were going through it. This well, would have been really useful. Yeah, because hearing we didn't have anything. Well, no, but hearing everything you're saying and paralleling it alongside the experience of having a baby, it's like, well, hang on a minute. We all accept having a baby as part of lives, mm. kind of, you know, the rituals of life. We all make acceptances for it. We all make, we all cater for it. We all make exceptions, you know. And so why not the same thing? You know, why well, not think, the same thing? You're right. To think about why don't we celebrate know? it as a birth, a rebirth? I mean, well, it is a rebirth. Isn't well, that it? is the positive thing about menopause, mm. and that's how you have to approach it. It's like your blood suddenly goes. Every month you see your blood, and that reminds you that you are a woman. Mm. It's an incredibly powerful body that can do this thing, and then suddenly it goes bang mm. after lots of very heavy bleeding. So you're exhausted, you're drained, all that sort of stuff. But the way to think about it is to say, this is our time. This is a different time. You've had your children mm. or, or, or whatever. And now this is about you just thinking what you have to look after your body better after menopause. And that's, if you can see it as a nurturing time of mm. yourself. Mm. Um, and then when you start to do that, then you can start loving your your the others in your life again the way that you did but you do have to get, find a way back mm. to yourself you know and that's why you know a lot of people will go quite hippie go on retreats and do a bit of yoga and all that stuff it's because they're actually trying to find their way back to this new body this new self that they don't know who it is it's like a stranger 
and you've got to get to know her again and you've got to try and love her again even though she's not very lovable so would you say holistically it's important to go through all the hell of everything that you, you're describing and you go through whereas hrt is a way of streamlining it and kind of controlling well, it well i mean i again i think hrt is everybody's choice and i know people that have had an amazing time on hrt mm. but you know knowing a couple of people at the moment are now coming off it i didn't realize that when you come off it you go through the menopause that's ridiculous whatever age you come off it come back well, whenever you come off it I don't know. I don't know the truth of that, but, right. but I know two people that have recently come off HRT after years and years on it and they're having full on sweats and everything. Oh. So I, I think if you are not suffering terribly, because lots of people do, and it, then, then try and find a different way. But if you're really mm. suffering, then yeah. why not go, go and see a doctor and see? Because I'm definitely not one of these people that says nobody should right. take HRT, but I wanted to find a natural way if I could. And acceptance, acceptance that, you know, and gratitude, you know, I'm lucky to have had children. When I think of people, women going through menopause that didn't have children as well, just, my God, mm. my God, when all those options are taken away, Jesus mm. Christ. That's just you, you mean perhaps for women who wanted children, not women who decided not to, yeah, yeah. Quite. I mean, I even know somebody that had never wanted children, never even for yeah. one minute. Then when she went through her menopause, she was just like, she had... A few days, not long, but a few days of absolute blind panic. Wow. So can you imagine that if you never yeah, had children yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. it goes? Because I felt it so keenly and I've had children. It's, it's, all, it's like, imagine if you suddenly just couldn't have any sperm. There's just no sperm. You just suddenly, right, from now on you're in your menopause and you're never going to ejaculate again. doesn't mean you're not going to have sex, but you're never going to see sperm again. <sighs> Jesus. The, well, the, that's what happens. The prospect with, of it and what's happening now is quite frightening. Sorry to say I, it. I have to be able to ejaculate. I'm sorry. Right, stop. <laughs> you don't have to go too far. Stop. I haven't gone don't far enough. Don't keep saying the word. I haven't gone far enough. YouTube will take us off, apart from anything else. Everything you're saying sounds wrong. Anyway, before YouTube tugs us off, let's oh, finish. Gosh. But anyway, <laughs> I think as a couple that have managed to scrape through the menopause... What advice? Acceptance. But my, Acceptance. My advice... You can't... You're not going to be able to go back, girls. You're going through it. And you're going to come through the other side and it's going to be a bit more about you than about everybody else. And that maybe that's a good thing. And you've got to talk to each other and say how you're feeling. And I think Don't for, do it in the middle of an argument. And I think for blokes, you have to know you're with, with someone. You, you need to be with someone because you love them, not because you just want to get what you want from a relationship. And I do think that, unfortunately, probably a lot of men do fall into that category. Not all the time, but at stages of their life. I think you've just given me a really useful grab if I watch this prior to you going through your menopause, which is one of, when this happens, it's akin to having a baby. It's a change. It's a life change. And if you treat it like that and think, well, we're not going to be here forever, uh, I, 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 how would I, I'd help out. When you were pregnant, mm. I'm running around you all the yeah. time getting things for you. But so it's it harder a, for us because there's no joy of a no, baby. No, it's just a monumental, absolutely. a seismic yeah. shift yeah. in your physical and mental self all at the same time. Absolutely. And just make With sure, only bad news at the end of it. Just make sure you have got a very comfortable bed in the spare room or downstairs because yes. you will sleep on it. Unfortunately, you will sleep on it a lot. I mean, a lot. Yes. Men on pause. Men on pause.